0: From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design construction and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK, the three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days, very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. This is the Entree Architect Podcast, episode 101. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlepage and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Starting your own design business while still in architecture school, graduating and growing and building that simple idea into a thriving, multi design build company, that's what this week's guest did. On the show is a former guest from way back in episode eight. Yes, this is episode 101. Back in episode eight. He's joining us after two years of development on his company. This week on the Entree Architect podcast, we are discussing how to grow your design business with Brian Korkadilis of Design Blends, LLC. This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by Arcasnapper a great way to create and manage field reports. Learn more at entrearchitect.com slash ArcaSnapper. And FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com slash architect. Brian Korkadilis, welcome back to the Entree Architect podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good, good to have you back. It's been a long, long time. Long time listeners may remember you from episode eight. eight. And we yes. just we was, just, was... <laughs> we just completed 100. Uh, wow. And so uh,
1: it's a long time ago. Yep. For sure. I'm, I'm still around. So yeah. Good, That's
0: good. good. Episode eight was breaking all the rules, building a successful <laughs> design firm while still in architecture school. It's still sure. a popular episode. People yeah. people are still listening to it.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I actually, I got, a, I, got a, I got an email, actually, not too long ago from a student out in Australia who had listened to it and kind of was asking me some questions. Um, so that, that was pretty remarkable. It's like, oh, yeah. And then, then it reminded me, I said, I got to get back in touch with Mark and kind of update him on what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a long time. It was August of 2013. You had just graduated from Philadelphia University College of Architecture. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, and you had just, well, you had, you had launched Design Blends, which is your firm. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2011, as an architecture student, while in architecture school, and so you, yep. you had you had been um, uh, in business for a little while, and uh, you had just graduated, and you and your team over there had sort of just decided to take this thing full blast <laughs> and go for it, and yep. uh, and you know that's been two years, so I wanted to invite you back to the podcast and get an update, find find out you know what's Been going on for the past two years but before that let's let's just for the people who didn't listen to episode eight which they should they should listen to the whole thing (laughs) Um, but if they they want to know a little bit about you who you are where you came from how you started design blends and and then we'll get the update what's going on in the last two years
1: sure so um so like you stated my name is brian corkabillas right now i'm the principal and founder of design blends Um, Back when I was in in architecture school, it was actually in our third year, we kind of came up with this concept of kind of planning together all disciplines of design and how different disciplines could work together. Um, Essentially, we started kind of with a little niche, kind of doing some 3D visualizations and things that were just assisting firms. Like, you know, I remember our first job was a $200 rendering for a firm and it took us like 45 hours. So we we learned a valuable lesson there. Um, But from there, I mean... We, we just kind of started, you know, moonlighting for firms. You know, we, you know, kind of initially out of school, we were all working full-time jobs, you know, nine to fives, eight to fives, whatever you have it at the firm. We would come home, work another eight-hour day and assist firms at night because we, we knew there was a niche and, and kind of a need there where firms had deadlines and they didn't have, you know, employees or people that could get those done. Um, fast forward a little while after that, um, I was consulting at a firm through February of 2014, um, where we got to the point where I jumped, I quit my full-time job, took a leap, um, said, let's try it. Um, I had, I had friends and and people that were working with us kind of come in, working their full-time day jobs when I could be dealing with the clients, come home, they wouldn't work another eight hour days, double their salary for the day. Um, eventually July came, uh, Tony Hopkins, who's a great guy on our team. Uh, he quit his job full time. I said, Hey, let's try this for six months. I remember writing his six month contract and going, let's see what we can do. Uh, a month later, another guy jumped full time, wrote his contract, uh, gave him a full time salary cause he had more student loans. You know, it was just being transparent. Um, from there, you know, we were obviously still picking up work, still had outside consultants that were helping us. Um, and fast forward to today, you know, we, we, we were working out of our row home here in Philadelphia. Um, we moved from the smallest room in the row home to the biggest room in the row home, and then we got a, an office down on uh, Main Street, Maniunk, which is really cool, which we're at today. Um, we now have uh, five full time employees. Um, we have an outside consultant group of about 10 to 15 people um, that work with us full time. We also have uh, kind of different entities of our company. You know, we're not just doing renderings anymore, we're doing design work. We're creating collaborative relationships with architecture firms. We're also doing uh, design, build, work, uh, development stuff, uh, property acquisitions, and selling real estate. So it, it's kind of transformed a lot further than you know, $200 renderings back in school. And um, you know, we're just excited. You know, we now have that office in Manionk. We're getting another office in Manionk for our construction team. We also have an office in the city for our property acquisition side. But um, you know, we've kind of set up different entities that cater to different markets and that flawlessly work together well for our clients, and they they really appreciate that. So it so. sounds like
0: you've expanded your <laughs> services significantly from yes. the from the 3D renderings you were doing back in uh, in 2013. Could you yep. t- t- talk a little bit more about uh, what what services you're providing and why you went in those directions?
1: Sure. So um, so right now we kind of have design and structure in the three separate uh, sides of our company: the create side, the visualization side, and the development side. Um, On the create side, we've been helping um, clients with more of a feasibility understanding of what their buildings can be and the potential that they have for their buildings. You know, a lot of it is zoning studies, um, you know, max allowable square footage, things like that. And, and, you know, Florida area ratios, um, putting together zoning packages for them to submit for new development. We also do some conceptual design. You know, we have a a box and what's the most we can fit into that box and we kind of help clients on that end. Um, we've also been doing some prototyping which is pretty cool we have a 3d printer in our office so a lot of times we're we're doing architectural models for people with that 3d printer and and kind of experimenting we've we've actually worked for for coca-cola and helped them with a non-disclosure prototype which i can't say but it's uh we can't tell you about but it's it's pretty cool so so on that side on the create side is really for us understanding and and creating something, you know, and and learning what it could be. And then we kind of take it to the visualization side of our company understand what this thing can look like, understand the experience that it gives to people. So on the visualization side, we obviously, we don't do $200 renderings anymore, but um, we do still do renderings and and we've been helping uh, architecture firms throughout the city, around the nation, um, really visualize what what they're designing and being able to express that very well to their end clients. Um, we're also doing 3d animations for big developments around around the US uh, mainly here in Philly we've been doing some. Um, on the visual si- visualization side too we're doing web design so essentially we've we've become the guys in Philadelphia that you go to for uh, 3d real estate marketing we We offer one of the best packages uh, for developers that are trying to pre-market and pre-sell all their new construction projects. So we've uh, created packages that, have been pre-selling over fifty percent of new construction before a shovel even hits the ground, which uh, you can imagine has been keeping us pretty busy with our clients on that that regard. Um, and then on the develop side, which uh, for me, you know, I, I really like because we kind of take it full spectrum all the way through. A um, client service on that side, we, we've been doing some owners representative representation, um, helping them pick the right contractors, helping them understand their drawings from the architect and and really helping them manage the construction process because we do it ourselves. Um, There was no talk of development last time we spoke, but since then, um, internally, we've done a four-unit apartment building, which we have within our company. We've done multiple single-family redevelopment projects. Uh, Currently, we have three projects going on uh, right now, which are in multiple phases. One, we just, they're acquiring next week. The other one just finished up drywall and you know, the third one's sitting, waiting, uh, 30 days on the market. <laughs> so we, so on that regard, it's, it's been going pretty well. Um, and, and for us, we like it because we create it, we visualize it and then we end up developing, developing it internally. So uh, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty fun ride so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds, sounds like a great ride. Um, yeah. and you, and you're, are you all trained as architects?
1: So, so right now, um, we all, everybody in the office has a five-year bachelor's of architecture and, um, our IDP hours have been completed at former jobs. Um, actually one guy in our office, uh, Scott Woodruff, he's the closest to becoming licensed. He's mm-hmm. just crossed his halfway point, which is great. And he just told me this morning that he's getting his, uh, he's, he's scheduling his next test today. Um, so right now the plans to open up design Bonds architecture are somewhere in the mid um, 2016 realm, mm-hmm. which is w- what we're shooting for. Um, on the architecture side now, we, we more keep it to a conceptual realm and we, we team up with architecture firms, big and small, uh, depending on the projects. So, for example, like if we do something residential based, you know, we might, the client might come to us and say, Hey, can you help us? Yeah, of course, we can help you come up with the design. We immediately bring in an architecture firm that we work, we've worked with on 10 different projects at this point. Um, so that's been that's been pretty good on that side. So essentially we bring it up to a point of, you know, conceptual slash design development, and then we hand it over in a way and work with them on and will they do the construction docs. We just then go find the next project and and bring the client pretty much through the create and visualization side of it, which is where they really um appreciate that level of uh you know service that they're not used to seeing in other places. And I, I think that's why we've been Able to help clients, you know, have a have a smoother process through through uh, the built environment.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. So you're so you are uh, either supplemental to an architect, or you're working as a consultant to an architect, and so, um, and 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 development correct. as well. Yep. And and so uh, correct. So you're not replacing an architect because I I hear no, I heard all. I heard a lot of architects while you were describing all the services that you're providing, who are listening, yep. saying. Yeah, you know, that's an architect who's not, you know, not a non-licensed architect practicing architecture. But you're not practicing architecture. Correct. Um, you're doing some conceptual design. You're mm-hmm. doing development, and you're and you're collaborating with architects and bringing architects on and actually helping architects it, get their it, job it, it, done.
1: And I mean, you know, it's funny you say that. You know, architects. What we've been noticing too in this trend is where architects are hiring us over, you know, using us for various services. There was a three weeks ago. I'll tell you, we had the craziest day come through. We had um, a 31-unit multifamily feasibility study. We had a funeral home and a water park come through the door all in one day, <laughs> and we kind of all looked at each other like, What, what, is, what is going on?" So uh, let me tell you what we did for each one. So the feasibility study was, "Let's, let's, hey, I got a warehouse. What can we put in here?" Well, that's easy. We can help you through zoning and, yeah, you know, work with this firm. They'll get it done for you, right? And then the funeral home was a rendering for a client, which was pretty cool. I mean, we seeing a set of funeral home docs it was very interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the water park was really cool. That was, hey, we're a development firm. We got contracted to expand this water park. Um, here's the existing drawings. We need a full-blown Revit model so we can coordinate that with the slide consultants so they can... They know exactly where their slides can fit in and also verified in the field. So, essentially, we're right now, the guys, you know, we pretty much almost have this thing modeled up. Uh, next week, we're going out to just kind of check some measurements that we couldn't understand from the drawings, put it into the model, and then they'll essentially ship that model over to the slide consultants who will need shop drawings anyway to verify everything. So, I mean, it's just the, the breadth of like projects that we've been seeing because of the service that we're offering to other firms. Um, and, and developers is uh, it's pretty pretty unique. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would say it's also inspiring. I hope that many of the architects who are listening are l- listening to all the different services that you're providing, and maybe sort of uh, you know coming up with some ideas of their own how they can be expanding their services to provide mm-hmm. the same things you're providing. Yep. Um, and you're crazy busy doing what you're doing. And so uh, if anybody's looking for for things to do, you know. Look at what Brian's doing and uh, you can, you know, in other areas, you can do similar things. This is a great place to take a break and say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, ArcaSnapper and FreshBooks. As platform sponsors, these companies have provided funding and support for our overall mission to become an influential force In this profession of architecture, they recognize the need for small firms to build better businesses in order to be better architects. ArcaSnapper is a a simple tool for creating and managing field reports. It's so easy to use. With ArcaSnapper, architects can draft reports right on site using their phone or tablet. ArcaSnapper is easy to use and it saves tons of time. And I put ArcaSnapper to test in my own firm, and I love it. Once I set it up and I understood all the bells and whistles and all the features and how it works, it's become a part of my regular workflow at project meetings. I take notes. I shoot photos. I sketch my thoughts right there on the photo. It's very cool. And it's all automatically uploaded to the the cloud. So when I get back to the studio, I just log in at my desktop and I click a button and my field report is ready to go. That's it. Done. ArcaSnapper grow your business instead of struggling with field reports. If you want to learn more about ArcaSnapper and get a free 30-day trial, it's free, you might as well try it, entrearchitect.com slash ArcaSnapper. Check it out. And FreshBooks, it's the easy-to-use invoicing software. It's actually an accounting software. It does so much more than invoicing, and it's designed to help us small firm owners get organized and save time and get paid faster and it takes all the invoicing and and all of the expense tracking and estimating and reporting and it all happens in the cloud so you have access to your information anywhere you have access to the internet and yes don't forget freshbooks and i have put together a series of videos that takes you inside the software of freshbooks shows you how to set it up shows you how to get very quickly uh, send off your first invoice that's how i got started i didn't even set the whole thing up i just sent an invoice by email with a credit card Uh, accepting credit cards, and boom, I got paid. It was awesome. Tim Lee of FreshBooks and I produced a whole series of these videos. You can go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks video and check them out. They're free, and they take you inside. They're exclusive to Entree Architect. This is not anything else that FreshBooks is doing. They're only doing that with us. And so if you're ready to try FreshBooks after you check those videos out, or even if you want to try it right now, again, It's free. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect, and sign up for your free 30-day trial. And don't forget to let them know that you came from us, Entree Architect, in the little slot that says, how did you hear about us? Entree Architect, freshbooks.com slash architect.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing, especially going through architecture school, you know, they, they there's a, not to say one-minded process, but, you know, there's this distribution, you come out. You're gonna get licensed and this is you know, you're right. gonna sign and seal drawings for the rest of your life. There's hundreds of different opportunities as an architect. Yeah. I mean, they should call this degree the problem solving degree. And that's that's really what we've been doing for people is they come to us in the last hour, you know, Oh my God, this intern couldn't finish the renderings. Can you help us? Uh, you know, we've been solving people's problems. And that's as an architect, what we're when we go to school for architecture, that's what we're trained to do is solve problems for people. And that's yeah. That's... Yeah,
0: I would just had a conversation on episode ninety-eight with Mark Tier of Black Spectacles, who mm-hmm. is an architect with Gensler, um, yep. and left traditional practice to start Black Spectacles because he wanted to make, have a greater impact on the profession and, and and the world. And that was the where his passion took him. Yep. Um, he actually walked away from the traditional uh, architecture firm. But you guys, you're it. It sounds like your plan is to become a trad, not necessarily a traditional architecture firm, but to get licensed and to open design blends architecture
1: correct yeah i mean we definitely you know see a need you know we, obviously when it, it's always a, a hazy situation when someone goes well can you sign a CLS? well no we can't we, here's a firm that does it for you these guys will you know walk you through the construction docs ca structural MEP, everything you know we we'd love to offer part of that as, as our services but also at the same time we we've been surviving fine without it you know we you know when a, when a contract goes out and there's a fee in there for the architect consultant right that does all the permit drawings and m e p and structural you know it's half the fee it's over half the fee okay yeah. right? and we're we're still surviving on a quarter of it helping them through the visuals and zoning side of things so you know it's definitely we we want to do it, but at the same time we still haven't made that hundred percent decision that yes, we're going to be a licensed architecture firm um yeah, we, we're kind of happy where we're at. And, and the fact that we are bringing work to architects has been, I feel, way more beneficial because they've been bringing a ton of work to us. Hey, we don't do visuals in-house. Do all our renderings and visualization and, and walk our clients through your 3D process that you're doing with people. Right. Um, so so that's, been, that's been fun, too. What do you think, uh,
0: since we spoke last, what do you think is uh, the best decision you made?
1: Best decision. Because I mean, <laughs> you've
0: grown significantly, so so you've made a whole lot of decisions. So, what do you what would you say is the best one, or maybe sure. a bunch of bunch of the right decisions?
1: I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I've got I got a lot of resistance um, from you know personal family from from friends when I when it is when I when I said in you know February 2014 I'm done I'm going for it let's see. Um, I think that was one of the best decisions I made. I mean, I just jumped in the pool without any swimmies on and, and tried to float and you know, you, you learn a lot that way. And I, I think overall, um, that was number one was just go for it. I mean, I'm, I just turned 26 last, uh, on Saturday actually. So happy birthday. Yeah. You know, th- thank you. <laughs> um, so at, being at this point where I am, I know I'm light years ahead of people and you know, not to boast or, or sound egotistical. It's just you know, I could have taken this jump at 32 and I'd be you know, six years behind. Right. I, I think from my story, story and, and kind of the people I've been talking to and, you know, when I go to juries at, at Philadelphia University and, and when I go back to my alma mater, you know, kids are always like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? What's what's the big secret? There's no secret. Just just go for it. Just do you it. got you got yeah. you got to go for it. You got to jump. You, you got it. You're going to do it at you're going to do it at my age. You're going to do it at 30, 35, you know, episode 98, whatever age he was against the Jump. Just go. You have your own ideas and your own things, and 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 I think the second the second thing that I have to say is most important is that you know I I think the the saying hogs get fat, pigs get slaughtered is is the number two. Um, I'm not a pig. I'm not. I'd rather share with people. I'd rather collaborate with people. You know, like I stated about the architectural fees. So what if we get a quarter of the fee? It's it's growing. It's advancing. It's building our portfolio, and, and it's it's allowing us to meet more people that are bringing us bigger projects and you know creating a better built environment for the profession. And you know, number two is don't get selfless or, or be be selfless, right? Be selfless. Don't be be a ah, don't be a pig. And that's that's number two. Um, the third decision I made was finding the right people. I mean, the the team we have in place, you know, between Tony Hopkins, Scott Woodruff. Uh, Brent McDonald, Billy Wong. Uh, I mean, these guys that we have with me, you know, they're 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 you know, they're irreplaceable. I mean, it's the team you build around you. What's going to set you apart? You know, find the right people. Take your time in hiring the right people, and, and you know, the relationships you make with people outside. You know, stay strong to your core values. That's that's what's going to help it. So.
0: Those are those are some great tips for for anyone. You know, whether you're starting starting from scratch or whether you've been <laughs> in the in the practice for twenty years. Yep, um, those are very good very good tips um, what about mistakes what do you think your biggest mistake has been
1: biggest mistake oh man um you, well for one just to clarify i guess at number 4 the best one you're going to make mistakes you're going to make mistakes it's it's given if you're fearful of making mistakes don't jump stay at your stay at your current job
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but um you learn from them um our biggest mistake ever honestly we well I, I, nothing nothing comes to mind. I mean, it would be maybe missing a deadline on a Friday and gotten it done on a Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know, or maybe over promising sometimes. You know, all right, yeah, we'll get that done in twenty four hours and then they throw a curveball at you or the the rendering, you know, <laughs> we have re- massive rendering computers in house. It's like, all right, great, we rendering's halfway through and the thing crashes, right? Like now now how do you make your deadline when it's been rendering for the last four hours? <laughs> right. So it's I, I think it would be deadline wise, make sure you can Always fulfill your clients' needs. Um, that that's number one. Number two is, you know, when you get to a certain point, people people are going to start pulling at you from from all angles. You know, they're going to want to work with you. They're going to want this, create that partnership, this that. You know, just just stay level-headed and, and don't get dragged in different directions that you're not able to fulfill. And that's that's probably that's mistake wise. That's that's where yeah, I would say.
0: <laughs> Do you you so you said by starting your firm. Um, while you were in school and you've had all of this experience that you're light years ahead do you think that there's that you've missed anything by not going the traditional route of, of doing more intern and more time in someone else's studio do you think you've I, missed missed any opportunities there
1: I think I think that's a great point um, there's a great book. I mean Michael gonna thank me the E Myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah we talk um, about it all the time. Yeah, that's yep. if if you haven't read that book, go buy it off of Amazon for seven dollars. It's the best best read you'll ever have. Um I think it's understanding wh- what you're best suited at. Um you know, right now I don't have an intention of becoming, you know, getting licensed person. I, I have my IP hours, they're all done. But right now on my agenda, my next five year goals, I don't see myself as licensed mm-hmm. arctic. But I've created relationships with people that have that experience that haven't skipped that step that have that knowledge to allow us to advance. I'm best suited on the business development side, the 5-year goal, the 10-year goal, the 15-year goal and and making sure that we hit those marks and knowing when to put the right professional in place. So, I'm more on the entrepreneur side of the business and, you know, on the management side and technician side, you know, we have the most talented people to fill those areas. So,
0: that's a very good lesson for people who are in, in a similar position you were two years ago or five years ago or however it was when you started um, that, uh, you know, when they're considering doing what you've done mm-hmm. to, to know who you are, know your strengths and know your weaknesses and make sure that you're, you're actually prepared for, for jumping. Because like you said, your, your, your passion and your strength is entrepreneurism and, and running the business. Correct. um if you if your passion and your interest and your strength is design and it's not really business, you may have a tough struggle to to launch yeah. a firm and I mean
1: you know in the beginning, you know when we first jumped, I was doing you know a ton of the work I was doing at least half the work um I haven't opened up Rabbit cat or any of those softwares in the past six months. I, I, I don't, I mean, you know, as it, much as it kills me, you know, the guys in the office know, like, Photoshop-wise, like, I was the Photoshop king, right? I knew every hot key. I could I could make anything look real in Photoshop, right? But unfortunately, there's a point that comes, and as much as you like it, you have to go one way or the other. You can't play all the hats. You can't. It's it's physically impossible. You know, when, I, when a client calls and asks a zoning question, like, what's a CMX 2, and can I put a duplex there? Well, yeah, you can. Let me talk to Scott. Scott is, okay. And I call the client back and go, yes, the first, first 30 feet on the ground floor needs to be commercial and you can do the duplex above. It's got to be real. <laughs> right? So it's, it's, it's working within the team and not trying to wear all the hats. If you, if you feel like you need to wear all the hats, I don't think you can progress your business as quickly as you want. Not to say it won't, won't progress. Not to say you won't grow. But if you just put on one of those hats and find the other people to fill the other boys around you, the technician, you know, if you want to be the manager and you want to manage every project and design everything, well, that's great. Find the person that's going to run the business and find the people that are going to do the work for you. If you don't, you know, so I, I think that, you know, lesson What's that number five now. That, <laughs> <laughs> that would be, uh, you know, wear the hat that you you're most passionate about.
0: Yeah, that's gotcha. very good advice. That's 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 really a major key to to our success at Five Cat Studio as well. Is that Anne Marie is passionate about design, mm-hmm. and she is she is a, a fabulous architect. And I, you know, my passion is business and and yep. building a business. And so the two of us. And and I don't do any design anymore. I've, I I you know I love it. I like to mm-hmm. draw. I like to, to design, but that's you know my passion is is the business. And I stick with the business, and Amory sticks with the with the design, and it works. Yeah. And so I, I think that's that's great advice. Um, it's it's interesting to talk to you today as opposed to two years ago because you've matured quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah. I, I hear it in your voice. I hear it in the things yeah. you're saying. If you listen to episode eight, it's it's a very it's a Don't very it. different Brian, um, which is good. I think that's that's a great a great, uh, thing to do is to, is to see that growth. Um, because it, you know, two years is quite a bit, but two years from coming right out of architecture school and having all of that experience, you've, you've sort of compacted, you know, 10 years of, of somebody else's development into, you know, two years. And it's, so, uh,
1: you, I mean, it, it also comes down to, you know, it, it's, it's a mental thing for one. For sure it's it's very you know oh i'm not mature enough yet. It's, it's a mental thing if you're if you're positive enough you know what you want to do you can do it the second thing i think that's kind of played into that was the people i deal with on a daily basis you know i get phone calls from the principals of firms that are managing 200 people and they call us hey brian we need eight hours of design once' time today can you help us out right you know so i'm dealing with the heads of these different organizations that usually even if you work there you might not even either interface with them you might right. see them at a holiday party right you know so having that different level of integration with these different principals and heads of firms and lead designers has has also shown me you know who uh, given me almost a role model in a way to follow like oh wow this is how these guys run their stuff this is this is how these firms are operating and and you know there's there's a lot to be learned from that for sure
0: yeah would now now with everything that you know and you have lots lots of time to go ahead i mean you're still very young and your firm is very young but everything that you've learned to this point, would you because then I think I think in episode eight, you recommended that any, you know, that other architecture students do what you did. Um, would you still recommend that other architecture students do what you did?
1: I, I would love to say yes, immediately. Yes, go for it. Do it. Um, but know that it's a struggle. It's not for everybody it's it's it can't be it's it's not I mean there's been times where I want to give up and say nope I'm going to go take do this and go back and just do this that way you know and, and it, it's going to happen to you and it, it's it's going to it takes the right mental state to do it it really does I mean that's that's all I can really comment on that now I mean I, I you know I think back then you know I was still a little immature I was like oh no let's go for it let's do it um, but it was still maintaining that positive attitude and that positive mentality saying you know what maybe I can do it maybe you know, and, and if the positive, you know, words in your mind, and, and then pe- the positive people you're surrounding yourself with outweigh the negatives, I think it's possible. If anything, anything is. So.
0: Yeah, that's a good answer. I mean, it's positive, positive mind and confidence, and surrounding your people with the right people. You know, surrounding yourself with the right people is so important. Whether and at any point when you launch your firm, even mm-hmm. if you do go through the entire, you know, internship process that, and then decide, you know, to to start your own firm, all, of, everything that you're describing is things that we all need to to do and, and learn. So, um, great, great information. It's yep. great to talk to you. Your studio is design blends. So it's D E S I G N B L E N D Z. So, design yep. blend with a Z on the end of it. I
1: say that at least once a day Z with a zebra as he is in zebra. That's right. <laughs>
0: design blends with Z with a zebra. Um, your little place on the world, in the on the internet, is uh, designblends.com, if anybody's interested in checking a, checking you out there or or working with you. Um, yep. You're on Twitter at Design Blends. Yep. So you're all over. Is there any place else that uh, anybody might want to uh, to reach out? If, if, if somebody has any questions for you, where yeah, should they reach out to you?
1: Um, <laughs> you, can, you can send it to brian at designblends.com. That would be fun. I'll, I'll get to it. I promise my... My, the guys in the office refer to my email as a black hole, but it yeah. does get answered, <laughs> as you probably will know, right? Yep. It comes, you, know, you get to it. Um, but yeah, you can definitely reach me there for sure. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions or you know, give any advice as possible. Okay. Um, so.
0: Well, thanks for being here, and thanks for sharing your knowledge here today at the uh, Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate it.
0: We're growing here at Entree Architect and it only happens because of you, with your help. So share a link to this episode. Go to your email right now and send a link for entrearchitect.com slash episode 101. Send it to all of your friends. Email it to every architect you know because this is how we're going to spread the word. This is how we're going to build better businesses. This is how we're going to influence the profession and become better architects. I appreciate your support, and I thank you, thank you for spreading the word. So go share. Share it right now. Don't forget. Um, Complete show notes and a direct link to this episode can be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 101, 101. And a great way to not miss any episode or any blog that we write at Entree Architect is to, to, is to subscribe, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. I send you a, a, uh, a personal letter and I have a link to the blog and I have a link to the podcast every week. Never miss it. Um, EntreeArchitect.com slash newsletter. Sign up. It's free. It's awesome. My name is Mark Arlapage and I am an entrepreneur architect. And I encourage you to go share what you know. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.